You are Locked On Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Lakers for Friday. Brian Kamenetsky and Kamenetsky want to let you know uh, you can join NBA draft goat Chad Ford, Locked On NBA draft host Rafael Bar- Barlow, and Locked On NBA host John Corrales live this year covering the NBA draft. It's Locked On NBA Draft 2021 brought to you by Built Bar. Get local expert analysis on each pick, including someone from this podcast after number 22. Follow Locked On NBA on YouTube today and watch our live coverage on July 29th at 4 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, Andy, lots to cover today. I don't know if you're like me. You get alerts from your bank when important things happen. LeBron got one today on his phone. He became a billionaire. We'll talk about that. Um, that's a pretty cool phone alert. Uh, yeah, I gonna, felt great when it happened to me. <laughs> it is nice. It's yeah. it's one you remember. Uh, we got a great mailbag question about a potential THT trade that really kind of puts things in perspective. We'll do that in our second segment. But Andy. Um, they, 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 there's like kind of like a news embargo during the, the NBA finals. So the finals are over and crazy season is upon us. Yes. Uh, it came hard. It came fast. And it starts with a, a report that the Lakers and the Wizards have discussed a trade that would bring Russell Westbrook to Los Angeles. Um, Mark Spears from the undefeated says, uh, in really what was a column about Chris Paul and his options, but kind of threw that in there for funsies. Uh, it would be a deal, a deal that would include a sign and traded Dennis Schroeder, a sign and traded Taylor Horton Tucker, uh, forward Kyle Kuzma, perhaps Montres Harrell, if he opts in, maybe it's KCP, some combination of the stuff the Lakers have, uh, bringing Russell Westbrook to LA. It is something the Lakers can do. From a salary standpoint, and you can put stuff in there, and it's not a sign and trade thing that really screws them up that way. But um, just because you can doesn't mean you necessarily should. <laughs> this would be an absolutely bonkers decision by Rob Polinka. Like th- this would be similar to how when they hired uh, Gunnar Peterson to be the the head of the the training staff or you know what, right. what was Gunner's official oh, whatever title his job well, you know, yeah he was the he was the trainer to the stars like that was what he had been before and whatever Gunner's qualifications are that feels like the joke that writes itself when it comes to the Lakers just being star effers this feels like Rob Belinka really making a star effer move because yeah. it does not make really any sense for the Lakers on the court frankly it makes no sense for either team. I put out a poll at Cam Brothers, Brian, asking um, for which team does a rumored Westbrook to the Lakers, signing traded Schroeder, signing traded THT, Kuzman to the Wizards discussion make less sense. Um, as of right now, a little under 600 votes. There'll be still time tomorrow by the time uh, you hear this to vote at Cam Brothers. Lakers leading at 43%, equally nonsensical at 34%, and then Wizards at 22%. So, Considering just how partisan and self-interested, self-absorbed our audience is towards the Lakers, that that many and people... By the way, he means that the nicest way possible. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's what we want you guys to be. It pays our bills. But that that many people in our wheelhouse recognize this might make the least amount of sense for the Wizards? Yeah, I mean, speaks look... Speaks to would... how insane and stupid this would be for it everybody is, uh, We will leave the locked-on Wizards folks to, uh, to to break it down from a Washington perspective. And it doesn't really 
make a whole lot of sense there unless you're just going to trade Bradley Beal too. But um, I love, 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 love Russell Westbrook, what he does on the court in terms of like just how hard he plays and how entertaining he can be. Uh, I love his deal off the court with the clothes and the, the true, like a lot of us say, Andy, we don't care what other people think. Russell Westbrook really doesn't care what other people think. And I respect that deeply because it is hard to go through life that way. Um, he wouldn't help. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think when you start to investigate some of the things that the Lakers weren't good at last year, uh, three point shooting, um, half court pick and roll offense, things like that. Russell Westbrook is terrible at that stuff. I'm not even saying like he's bad, like he's really, really bad at those things. Um, and it would, it would be a thing to watch and at moments it would look cool, but good God, it would be a bad idea. And I haven't even mentioned how much money Russell Westbrook makes between now and the end of his contract. Uh, it's close to a hundred million dollars just over two years. Yeah. It's uh -huh. 44 next year and a $47 million option the year following that. I got a hunch he's going to pick up. It's a weird thing, Brian, because Ru Russell Westbrook is still a really good player. I mean, like he is, is. an all-star, you know, borderline-ish all-NBA caliber player still. And the, mm -hmm. the things that he does well, he still does extremely well. The problem is, though, for Russ to truly thrive in his team by extension, he needs a team that is built Basically, the exact opposite of what the Lakers right. are. Like he, he actually needs a lot of the same stuff that the Lakers need and would not find in bringing in Russell Westbrook. Like he needs the spacing, he needs the shooting, he needs you know that type of off-ball action that he can just orchestrate himself. Right. You know what it is, Andy. Really, what it is at, the, at this, he is a guy whose skill set really makes it so he needs to be the best player on his team. Yeah, um, for whatever that's worth. Right. And he, while still excellent, is not ever going to be the best player on a championship team anymore. And so he's just one of those guys. It's like he's he's a very awkward and problematic fit. And you can't even ask him to, you know, Russ could take a back seat. He could do say lead the second unit, but with the first unit, you know, hang back. Like, no, like because that would only accentuate the stuff that he doesn't do well. The other thing about this, Andy, that I think is really important to note. If the Lakers are going to make any kind of trade that is ostensibly like a four for one, a three for one, four for one, even a five for one or five for two or what, they got to bring back a not just a star, they got to bring back a superstar because, or somebody who is a lesser than that, but is such a perfect fit because every roster spot that they trade away is one that they got to fill. And as we talked about with Danny LaRue on Thursday's show, they don't have a lot to do that. They have the taxpayer mid-level, most likely. Yeah. 5.9 million or whatever that becomes to. And minimum deals. That's it. So if, you, if you're going to trade four or five guys, three guys, four guys, five guys for one, you better get somebody who is damn near bulletproof and unassailable in this lineup because otherwise your depth is going to be terrifying it's a bad. weird it's a weird thing to say because like there aren't too many people that you would even attempt to say this at all russ is redundant with lebron like he he actually on this team would be very 
redundant in terms in of in some thing. ways he's right he's almost a poor man's lebron he man. is at, at this stage of his career he is actually a poor man's lebron which again there are worse he's good no, he, he, he's, he's not have a great season last year when you start to break down second you know, half he was really good he was actually he was. very he, good in the he second got, half. he got off to a bad start but like you know you do worry about him breaking down sure and, again and all that I, stuff we've made but, it clear that this this is but he's still an excellent russ is still an excellent player I right, mean, he's, he's still a very good If the Lakers player. made this deal, they would be getting the best player by far. In the same way that when the Wizards and the Rockets traded Westbrook and Wall for each other, the Wizards got the best player in that deal, and it, and it wasn't even close. But he does not work for this specific team unless, no. unless ultimately the solution is put the ball in LeBron and even AD's hands less in terms of orchestrating stuff and having them ultimately be finishers, it just they're but too even that, Andy, is, even that is difficult because Westbrook's such a bad pick and roll guard now. I mean, like he yeah. just he's in the open. He would improve their their performance in the open floor. There's no question because I mean, watching Westbrook push is is still incredible fun. Yeah, um, and he's still excellent at it. Um, but once you get into the half court and AD, while he can get out and run, is assist as a half court guy. And LeBron doesn't really like it. LeBron is not an up and down the floor, let's seven seconds or less kind of dude. And do you really want to be doing that with somebody of his age? Um, so yeah, but I look, is it a good idea? It is not. Is it likely to happen? It is not. I'd like to think not. It is not. It is. It is. It is always unlikely when when you're talking megastar deals. It is particularly unlikely when you're talking this one. Is it a hell of a way to kick off crazy season? Damn right it is. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I mean, look, it, it, it does not get more insane than the idea of teaming up LeBron, AD, and Westbrook, even as even as just. A stupid Earth Two right. theoretical, and, and I'll be honest with you. There's a part of me, a part of me that doesn't, uh, you know, evaluate things in an objective and uh, try to be you know, sort of truthful or or way that that would like to watch the Earth Two season where yeah, this happens. You know what? No, you don't. Or at least what, like half. You want to? Yeah. What you really want is to watch about two weeks of this, and then I promise you, you will be banging on, your head against see, the on, wall. On Earth Two, the yeah. NBA season is two weeks long. Yeah, well, they really, great. great. They, the Lakers end. The Lakers end up in the lottery. That's awesome. Great, great, great season. Um, yeah, yeah. I, even you, even people who want to watch the world burn no, don't necessarily. I, I, want I'll to tell see you, this. if you love Russ, you really don't want this because no. this will suck no. all the love that you yeah. have for the guy That's out true. of him. Really, through no fault of his own. No, it's not his fault. Uh, it's a terrible idea. But damn, if it's we went straight from like. A great game six to Giannis ordering fifty piece McNuggets at Chick Fil A to mm -hmm. Russell Westbrook as a Laker. Yeah. We are off to a great start in yes. the NBA offseason. Um, we got a great mailbag question. Let's move on to that from uh, a, a viewer slash listener of the podcast. Uh, we mentioned THT before, and we're obviously talking trades. And the question is both interesting on its face, but it also sets up a really, I think, great way of thinking about. THT and why the Lakers would or wouldn't move him in an offseason deal. We'll do that next.
Locked on Lakers brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online, the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's full swing. You can track all the action at Bet Online. This week is always tons of sports action on the go. Get all the latest news, odds, info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, UFC, MMA. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop, your mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. You can already start betting, by the way, on next year's. NBA probably champions. bet on whether or not Russell Westbrook's going to be a Laker. Oh yeah, absolutely. You can start. You can start looking at like bet against know, it. And, and, yeah, definitely bet against that one. If we can take, offer a little bit of advice or whatever that would be. Um. So again, head to the website, use your mobile device, sign up today, receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Uh, we mention all the time, Andy. If you leave a five star review on the uh, iTunes show page, that with a question, we will read that question when we do the mailbag, even if it's like a question followed with, you suck, Kamenetsky brothers, no, you're the worst thing that ever. I would pay my, I would give my children's college fund to get Anthony back. Like, just, we'll read that. Just right. We'll just phrase review. it in the form of a question. Why do you suck so much? <laughs> what will it take to bring Anthony back? That's fine. Five we'll stars? Re- we'll, yeah. five, we'll read that. Sure. Um, so we got- Algorithms. This, by the way, we're getting real close to a thousand uh, subscribers on the YouTube page. If you guys, uh, if you know anyone, if you haven't done it yourself, if you spread the word, man, because we really appreciate how fast this yes. is growing. So we got this one from Connor Five Eleven. Would you rather have Colin Sexton's current talent level and potential, since you know his floor, or the potential that THT has? Uh, when you do not currently know the floor, this is in reference, obviously, to whether or not you would trade. Taylor Horton Tucker and what you would trade him for. What's I think interesting about this, Andy, is it wasn't like, would you trade him for an established player? This, this is like, would you trade him for Colin Sexton, who is strangely in, it seems like bad, a, a bad place in Cleveland. They seem fairly determined to get rid of him, whatever it might be, or at least we're looking into it after what was a pretty productive year. Um, He's a young guy. He's only 22 yeah. years old. I would do that trade in a heartbeat. Because well, I, I, I mean, go ahead. You 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 give your idea, your opinion on this, and then I'll tell you why I think the way I do. Well, I mean, first of all, I just want to let people know that uh, the Lakers officially extended a qualifying offer to THT. Right, total total formality. It's complete. It was absolutely expected. It just allows it now it, it officially makes THT should have mentioned that earlier. It should have made, it makes THT a restricted free agent. Now the Lakers can match any offer that's given to them. Right. Which was again, exactly what was expected. Um, Correct. Still waiting to figure out by the way, what's going to end up happening with Trez and his player option. Although Eric Pincus, who we're looking to have on next week from Bleacher Report, great uh, cap expert. He said he recently wrote that his sources Say that Trez is right now opting towards, uh, or which makes sense. We've talked about that on the show a lot. It's just when you survey the landscape of where he might go if he opts out, how much money he could get, where he might go. His best option might be to opt in with the Lakers, take the nine seven, I think it is guaranteed, um, and either play his way to a bigger deal with the Lakers or do it with the understanding that they're going to look to move him. Correct, exactly. Um, But as far as the question with Colin Sexton. On paper alone, based off what's happened on the court, you are correct. This feels like an absolute no-brainer. Colin Sexton Mm -hmm. averaged this season 24 points, uh, 47.5% shooting. It's pretty good for a guard, uh, 37% 
from behind the arc. He increased his assists without really increasing his turnovers, so he's becoming a better ball handler and distributor. Right. On a lousy um, team, by the way, which is right. you know, your assist numbers tend to be depressed on bad teams. Yeah, absolutely. So th- there is a lot on paper, again, based off what happened on the court, that would make you say for a team that's looking to win now, Colin Sexton is more prepared to do that for the Lakers than THT is, even if you're somebody like you and me who both really believe sure. in THT's potential a lot. That being said, it feels like a major red flag, Brian, that Cleveland does not seem no, more I interested I, I, I in hanging on to him. I'm like, just ta- okay. I'm, well, no, but this, this is important because given how little Cleveland has right now to hang their hats on, and given, I mean, just forget guys that they want to commit to long term, just actual potential assets that they could possibly move. It feels like a red flag I, I that it. they would be looking to move this guy. To be fair, Cleveland is a very dysfunctional organization. We don't know how they go about evaluating talent. We don't know what goes on you know, in that front office that is often just an absolute dumpster fire. And if Colin Sexton is seen as an empty sure. stats guy, what else can he be? I mean, with that anybody roster? who puts up numbers on that team is going to be looked right, at that's that. That's my way. point. They might not just they just might not feel comfortable maxing out him and, and Darius Garland over the next couple of years, thinking that's just not going to be enough. So all I get all that. But I, I'm just I mean, the, the root of this question, though, to me, is is both about Colin Sexton, literally, his current talent level, which is way more than which is higher than THT. Certainly his more potential, proven. which is certainly still quite high. He's 22 years old. Um, versus uh, versus THC, it's a question about THC's upside. And the thing that I would say that's that's really important here is not to be greedy. You know, it's like the old in, the investment uh, expression. You know, bears and bulls get rich, hogs get slaughtered. Mm-hmm. The idea that you wouldn't trade THT for a not just a good player, but a 22-year-old, he's two years older. You're not giving up nine or ten years. You're giving up two and some change, maybe. I don't know when their exact birthday is. You don't want to overstate. Like If you said to me, THT is going to develop into a player who is as good as Colin Sexton, who, for what it's worth, had like a 20 PER last year. You read some of the other numbers. He was much better in his second year, you know, and uh, you know, last year I should say than the year before. All of that stuff, um, you know, has made a nice progression every uh, in each of the three years he's been in the NBA. If you told me that that's where THT was going to go, I'd be like, that's awesome, because you know, is he an All Star? Mm, no, but he's in that category of guys that's like kind of just underneath. There were people who talked about him as a potential, you know, fringy all-star this season. Like that would be a phenomenal result for THT to be better than that as THT would be. That is an unlikely result. And I think the kid's going to be really good, but better than Colin Sexton basically means perennial all-star. And I don't think, I don't know if that's where he's going. And so, I mean, you know, I just, I, that it's, I, you got to temper the excitement with both understanding what you can get back and whatever. Side note, THD is not enough to get Colin Sexton, but, but, um, 
I just say that it was it's sort of the underlying premise of the question, Andy, that I thought was really interesting here because, and I don't mean this as in a critical way to Colin. Uh, I mean, uh, to, uh, who asked the question here? Yeah, to Connor. It, it, it just, it's, it, it kind of had that like enthusiastic fan feel to it of like, how likely do you think it is that THD ends up a superstar? And the answer is not very likely. No. He ends yeah, up I, a really good player. Yeah, I'll buy that. But yeah, a star, I, star guy? Yeah, I mean, I, no. to be fair, I, I think Colin Sexton's got to do a little bit more himself before you start thinking of him that no way, question. too. I mean, I don't, you know. but I, I don't. I mean, I, I think he's he's a he was a fringy all star this season at 22 years old. Yeah, I guess. I mean, and if so, if he stayed a fringy all star as your third best player, you know, potentially on the Lakers, fourth best player going forward. That's kind of, I think, the, like a best case, a realistic best case scenario for THT. Again, on talent alone, with where this team is right now, trying to win right now and not having a huge uh, window to do it, again, it looks like Sexton would be the obvious move. I just need to ask some questions That's internally fair. No, it's in fair. Cleveland. And because there's, there's sort of the literal, there's the literal, who is this guy? And we've never yeah. covered him and we don't know. And then there's the, philosophical question behind sure. it i think you're you're looking more at the phyllis at the real kind of thing and i'm looking more at the philosophical both are important um but it's an interesting one and tht's name is going to pop up in a lot of stuff um if you missed it on thursday's show go back and listen to uh the one with danny larue we talked about tht a lot on it um he is not expecting that like gigantic poison pill contract um that some people were uh guessing might come for THT, but he also says it's certainly not out of the realm of possibility that some team's going to throw a decent amount of money at him and make it hard for the Lakers to keep him. So obviously something to keep an eye on, Andy. Something else to keep an eye on, LeBron James's bank account. <laughs> it is. How growing. many numbers is a billion? Is that because nine, seven digits is millions. Is it 10? I believe it's 10. Starting that to write it down. That is impressive. Um, well, LeBron James is a billionaire. He's super rich. Totally can afford to pay off Chris Paul to come here. Uh, let's talk about that next. Locked on Lakers brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. Bars covered in 100% chocolate, soft, easy to chew. Not the type that LeBron would have to pay somebody to do the chewing for him. He's got people on he can afford it. who can do it. Can oh, yeah, it. yeah it's, it's not that he can't afford to do it, LeBron, but it's like there's better options. There's a... Better way to use your money, like Built Bars. They're healthy. They're great for health-conscious people like LeBron, people trying to lose or maintain weight while still indulging in delicious, great-tasting snacks, low-calorie. you got to be fit if you're going to carry around LeBron's wallet. Absolutely. He carries it all in one place, which, you know what? He I has advise, one, but... $1 billion bill in his wallet. Yeah, it's tough when you want change. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. They're great for keto diets. Uh, they taste great. You're talking about the original flavors like raspberry, coconut almond, salted caramel, banana bread, new flavors like cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, cookies and cream. They're perfect for somebody who likes really cool, different taste combinations. You're never going to get bored feeling like you're eating the same thing over and over with Built Bar. So go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCK15, you get 15% off your first order. The promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. You know, Andy, they, you know, you know how rich guys stay rich. 
They use promo codes. Like, don't make it, don't make any mistake well, about this. LeBron, Were LeBron James to order built bars at builtbar.com, he would use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off. That is how rich guys stay rich. Dude, I've told this story before and I'm dead serious. Um, my Pandora and my Spotify accounts are the free ones with the commercials. I have not upgraded it. Could I afford to do it? Sure. The actual rationale I have applied for not doing this is I've heard LeBron talk about, Brian, that he does not pay for the upgraded Spotify and Pandora. That's LeBron James. If LeBron yep. says, I can sit through these commercials because I don't want to pay the, the extra like three nope. or four bucks a month, good enough for me. Warren Buffett drives a used car. Uh, that's how rich guys stay rich. So, uh, you know, LeBron Lambo. James, it's been really waiting for it. Like, I don't know who's in charge of calculating like the exact moment that LeBron becomes a billionaire, uh, but he is apparently, I mean, it would really suck too. Like you become a billionaire and the next day, like the market goes down and then you're only worth like 998 million or whatever. And you, I would feel a little bit sad. Um, I, obviously LeBron was rich three days ago when he wasn't, I guess, technically a billionaire and he's going to be rich tomorrow when he's worth a little bit more. And it almost doesn't matter. What I think is interesting about this is when you're talking about a guy with a billion dollars, and other athletes like LeBron who may not have a billion but are building wealth in ways that are just, in, you know, Steph Curry and Kevin Durant and all these. These guys are building hundreds of millions of dollars in wealth that make them influential in ways that are sort of old school in America. Like, you can be an athlete, you can have a following, you can... Uh, be generationally wealthy. You can be just a normal, really, really rich guy. But power players, people who move and shake things, build things, whatever, in this country often are the people who just have incredible, obscene amounts of money. And there's a generation of athletes, and I think it's significant that they're black athletes, yeah. that are are going to be powerful people for the next 30 or 40 years in, in ways that were just kind of inconceivable beyond maybe Michael Jordan 50, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Certainly I don't have any memory of athletes being influential like that. Like, well, I mean, the si like Jeff Bezos, like the silent guys who run venture capital firms, like, you know, you know, these, this, this tiny crust of elite, elite, elite people, who have the money to make if they like if these guys never played another game in their lives, it could still be monumentally influential people. And I just think that's both fascinating and significant. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's important not to get ahead of ourselves, like in terms of predicting that all of these guys will be doing that, because there are a lot of athletes who are going to be finishing their careers, you know, whether in the NBA or other sports, worth hundreds of millions of dollars, but I think it's only a small fraction of them that are really going to look to become power brokers at like the scale. I'm not, I'm not saying about. they're somehow obligated to. No, no, no. I know, you know I know yeah. that you're not saying that. I'm, I'm saying that I don't know how many will actually be interested in doing that because there's a lot of responsibility that comes with it. Sure. Like, no question. like in terms of really trying to use that type of influence as opposed to 
just being invested in a lot of different things. I mean, some like, people may not some people may not want to like when I get done with my playing career and I've got two hundred and fifty million dollars in the bank, I'm cool. I'm going to live on an island. I don't want to deal with anything. But I'm and, talking and, about visibility. I'm talking about visibility influence because that is, if nothing else, the way it sounded like you were framing no, this. Because I here's and it's actually interesting. I'm glad you said that because I actually what I think is important about that is that it doesn't require visibility. It can't. Visibility can be something that you bring to the table, but it used to be that what the what the athlete brought was visibility. What the athlete brought was the name. The athlete brought the attention. He brought some money. A Rod buys a you know piece of a team or whatever. You know, but like they, yeah, they might bring a little. They bring attention. They bring uh, interest. They bring, but they don't always bring the lion's share of the money. They, they, the, 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 the invisible people are often the people that are doing that. What I think is, is, is significant about this is that LeBron, to use him as the, the greatest example that we have of it, and there are other athletes that I think are moving in this direction outside of basketball, uh, but certainly we're just talking about the NBA here. Over time, it will, and over time, it will continue to go, to go even bigger. LeBron can be both. He can be both the visible guy and the invisible guy. And being able to be the invisible guy is what really can can change the influence and power dynamic of a lot of important things about the way this 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 country works and who has access access to what what gets built and how we all know how important money is. Yeah, there's and there's it's no, no longer. And I'm, I'm just again, I'm glad you said that because I just want to reiterate that point. It is he can be invisible. Right, Steph can but, be invisible. Right, KD except, can be invisible. They don't have to be, but they can. They, they don't have to be, but they've all three of those guys you've mentioned have given indications that they plan to be very visible. Like the, great. The, we, no, I, again, there's nothing wrong with that. But no, it's even better. I think. Sure. But I, all I'm saying is, when you can be both, when you can be invisible, you have a certain kind of power. And more and more and more of these guys are going to have the ability to be invisible and make things happen, as opposed to having to be the "Quote unquote athlete out front, even for things that require gobs of money, still require the other three guys except, or whatever. Except, I just think, I just think it's, a, it's it's a change it is, that it is, is important. It's definitely interesting. It's definitely a change, and it definitely is significant in terms of though what you were talking about when you had mentioned, you know, using that money and influence in ways that can affect." Social justice in ways that that's not really what I was getting at. Is right, social, but it, it can, but it can, but it can it, just be ownership of things. It can be the type of business that gets built and who works there. I'm not talking about what people sort of consider to be the social justice movement. Sure, but there there is, I think, a lot of eyes on what those guys will be doing with that, especially because in the case, especially with LeBron and Steph, mm -hmm. they've actually positioned themselves that way. Like sure. that, that's actually a route that they're looking to be going, which, again, I think is fantastic. What I think is going to be really interesting about that, and we're a long way from even knowing all this, is when those guys ultimately are, are done playing and they have the ability to devote all of their attention and energy and focus towards being that type of influencer, like the the half percent, the third percenters among the one percent, like mm -hmm. the people that really operate inside the machine. That's a very difficult space to be in when you're really high profile. 
And, you know, you'll, you'll hear activists and, you know, people that I respect, you know, in terms of using their platform for different causes who often get very disillusioned by these guys once they end up in that position. Like, you know, Jay-Z is an example. You know, Jay-Z is a billionaire and most likely then some. And he's been involved with philanthropy and social causes in addition to all the different business elements that he has a hand in. And he's disappointed a lot of people I'm in sure, the process yeah. like I, the, it's, you know it's, the, again i'm not they're not gonna be immune from criticism no 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 I, I, all i'm saying is for the next 30 or 40 years we're at the beginning of a of a place where the composition of people who have that kind of money is shifting where it yes. goes no idea how right. it re- how people react don't know but these guys are really are going to be in this space and more people coming behind them for 30, 40, 50 Absolutely. You know, years. Look, salaries are only going to be going up. These guys but are it's not only going to it's it's all the it's the it's LeBron's beats deal. It's whatever. The I, the, thing, the all access, that oh, sure, whatever. They're, they're going to be able to make more money, period. And again, that's awesome. And you know, when I'm talking about you know how difficult it can be to you know to really insert yourself in that type of space where where you're expected to be an agent of change. I'm not saying that to be in any way discouraging or derogatory about what could end up happening. It's a, it's a difficult place to be in. I'm speaking just to the pressure that comes with it sure. because I think I think that part of it is especially when again you're guy you're a guy like LeBron who has very actively positioned himself as a change agent. Like that is something that he wants to be doing in a lot of different directions, mm-hmm. whether you're talking about economic, whether you're talking about like the I promise school, whether you're talking about what is what has very clearly been LeBron putting out his opinion on issues that are considered social and political. And I only expect that to grow once he's done playing basketball I and I don't see why more and more power to him because it's great when people in his position do that. It's just always interesting to see what the reaction is once you're considered part of that machine. It's a difficult place to be in. Sure. Um, but uh, it is, he is It's there. exciting to see, though. It's, it, it's exciting to see as a development. It's, um, it's really right. cool. So it, it, we uh, got a lot to cover with the draft. We'll continue. Um, we've got some stuff lined up for draft day and obviously all the post-draft analysis. We're still going to try to get a couple more scouting reports out before uh, Thursday rolls around next week. We've got still got free agency, which we're going to get everybody ready for. We're going to talk to Eric Pincus next week. Uh, you go back again, listen to the interview with Danny LaRue, which is really good, and you will learn things that are important to know before free agency starts. Um, sign up for the YouTube channel. Do that. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we'll see everybody next time.